Welcome to the Swordbreaker Podcast. Each week, I tackle a new theme. First, we'll see if any of my listeners have something to say from previous episodes. Then, I'll share some ideas about the main topic. After that, I'll give you my list of eight variations on the theme. Enjoy. Hey, Logan, another awesome, really, just really cool episode, man. I could have used this one on Forrest about two months ago when I was planning my current campaign. But anyway, no, seriously, dude, really, really fantastic. I don't know how you're doing it so often now. Like, I fully understood when you were taking a bunch of time between episodes because there is so much creativity in each and every one of your episodes. It's just awesome, dude. Thank you. But yeah, naming Forrest, really cool. I ended up naming mine the Darkwood Forest, which is a pretty generic, simple name. But I was thinking that a bunch of superstitious, medieval-type folk, after something like a crazy plague, would probably come up with a simple, generic name. They'd look over at this spooky woods and say, hey, that wood is dark. Yeah, let's call it the Darkwood. Okay. So yeah, nothing fantastic, but I thought it fit. Anyway, great stuff. Talk to you soon. Can't wait for the next episode. Peace out. Hey, Joe, thanks for calling. The Darkwood Forest is an excellent name. And if you look back over my episodes, you'll notice that I'm a big fan of taking common words and smashing them together to create names. I feel like that is an excellent way to provide some thematic quality to whatever it is you're naming. You'll you'll find a lot more of that in my episodes to come too. So we're on the same page there. When I was a kid, I was a big fan of anything to do with Arthurian legend. All my favorite stories seemed to revolve around these mysterious knights that were only identified by a color and seemed to have some sort of magical power like strength as long as the sun is up or heads that come off and go right back on. (laughs) When I got my fiend folio and flipped through the pages, I arrived at the Death Knight entry and I thought, this is it. These are the wicked knights that need to be put down by our courageous heroes, but it's not going to be easy because they've got all these powers and sort of an allegiance to death. And wow, I was hooked. Every time I opened that book, I went straight to that entry just to look it over again. I love the theme of the fallen paladin or the knight that once may have been heroic or in some way notable, but then fell to the dark side. What a perfect villain. (laughs) So here are my eight variations on Death Knights. Number one, the Knight of the Rose. Sir Keldron was a brutal and selfish man until the day he met his bride-to-be. She slew his darkness with a single smile. He knelt in vigil and prayed to Hathianan, the god of light, to make him worthy of her. The night before the wedding, she mysteriously fell from the castle wall into a bed of roses where she died. 
His heart failed him as he clung to her broken body. His dying breath was spent cursing the light. They say his grave was found opened and empty, and now he wanders the nights in his scarlet armor, searching for young lovers. Their bodies are always found with a single red rose. Number 2. Fog of War In the low country there is a silver mist that clings to places of violence. In Dresden, they say a strange band of knights from two different armies attacked the town, killing anyone they could reach. Eventually, the armor they wore simply toppled over and silver mist spilled out. Number 3. The Dragon of Ashby Hills There were reports of a dragon around Ashby Hills some time ago. Travelers were found torn to pieces, and the hillsides were scorched. It was several months before any witnesses lived to describe the beast. It was a shock when a woman, who had escaped with her life, told of what she saw. A lone knight in glowing plate armor rode down on her party and laid waste to them with a wicked sword that shredded bodies like they were dandelion seed heads. When some of the victims tried to crawl under their cart, he dismounted his dark steed to finish them off. Wherever his feet touched, gouts of fire erupted. Criers are still being sent out to ward people from the Ashby Hills. They still warn of a dragon. Number 4. A Doomed Quest King Ailiwick, hearing the legend of a cup that fills itself with wine, honey, salt, or gold once a day, sent his knights on a quest to bring it to him. All six of his greatest knights found their way to the mysterious pit of Orlan, thinking it a perfect place to hide something valuable. Each and every knight emerged from that pit transformed into a monstrosity. Sir Direluid the Snatcher is a tentacled horror. Sir Anertwid the Plague is a melting disease held together by his armor. Sir Mariac the Wolf is a beast with claws that slice and a howl that breaks the courageous. Sir Ireluin the Empty lifts his visor to reveal a hole in space that will tear his victims out of reality. Sir Balid the Unstoppable is a massive swine-faced brute with a touch that makes bones brittle. And Sir Hatherane, the Unjust, brings about terrifying curses with a wave of his shriveled hand. Number 5. God of the Hunt Falsely accused of treason, Sir Morin was hunted down and slain like a wild beast. They say on moonless nights in the wilder country, he returns astride the back of a giant stag. He carries a flail that sings, and the animals, overcome with rage, run before him. Number 6. Shieldbreaker Dame Ilsbit the Righteous never knew kindness. Her scarred face and twisted hulking body made her the target of ridicule and slander. Still, she never turned away from her duties and upheld every promise she ever made. Until her death on the battlefield at Aventon, she was the very best of knights. The tragedy of her life was that she wasn't able to fulfill her final promise to defend the crown. Now the spawn of hell sits on the throne and has resurrected Dame Ilsbit and is holding her to her promise. Her mighty shieldbreaker mace and her legendary determination has shattered the hopes of reclaiming the country from the grasp of the Dark One. Number 7. Dwarf Boy 
A young man appeared at Fairvale Castle, hoping for a chance to train as a page. Instead, he was given a job in the kitchens, where he made a name for himself. He never grew taller, but his hands and feet became wide and strong. He never stopped asking about opportunities to practice with weapons or ride a horse. Eventually, his reputation made it to the ears of Prince Garamond, and everything changed for the kitchen boy. He was thrust into a never-ending cycle of lopsided contests in which teams of squires would gang up on him. Undeterred, he battled on until he was able to best all of them with a combination of brutal tactics and unnatural strength. When war came to Fairvale, he refused to act until he was knighted out of desperation for living bodies to plug the gaps in the castle's defenses. Sir Runt, as he was called, proved to be a powerful knight, and when the war was over, he went on to a famous career. The problem is, he can't stop proving himself. To this day, he wanders the land, challenging any and all to a fight to the death. Some say he is either a ghost or very ancient, because Fairvale fell more than a hundred years ago. Number 8. The Headless Giant Sir Tagiant was a giant. He stood nearly twice as tall as the men he served with. His exploits were legendary, and his magical sword Noldorant slew many a powerful foe. When Ubrax, the usurper, took the throne, all knights were called upon to bow before him. Sir Tagiant could not bow low enough for the power-mad regent, and he was executed out of spite. When his head was separated from his body, it laughed as the body stood up and drew the mighty Noldorant. All but a few small children and a servant who was only there to clean up the mess were slain by the giant headless knight before it ran into the wilderness where they say it still lurks. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, I love receiving calls and messages. You can call me through the Anchor app or send me a note at swordbreakerzine at gmail.com. Tell me your thoughts on this episode or something from a past episode. Give me ideas for new themes or just say hello. Thank you to Ray Otis for my new full-color logo. You can find links to his many excellent games, zines, and blog posts at rayotis.com. That's R-A-Y-O-T-U-S dot com. The crew at your table is making demands. They want adventure in fantasy lands. Wahoo! Swordbreaker! You need some options and you need them now. They're bored with the owlbears and sick of the drow. Wahoo! Swordbreaker! You're brilliant, it's true, but you know in the end, even the finest can use a friend with random rambling and homebrewed lists. Listener content with awesome twists. Bounce, 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 sword breaker. <laughs>